Welcome to the Globe Trotten ADs. This podcast is for you, athletic directors, activity coordinators, coaches, and program associates based in international schools around the world. The Globe Trotten ADs is proudly hosted by Nick DeForest from the American International School Vienna and Matt Fleming from the American International School of Budapest. Here they are now, Nick and Matt and the Globe Trotten ADs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Globe Trotten ADs. We're back once again. Uh, actually, I'm back now in Budapest after a quick trip to go see Nick over in Vienna. It was great as always. No podcast this time, but uh, it was good to catch up on a personal basis and make a little visit. Um, we're happy to be back once again. We have a new guest joining us. We have Chris McCallum, uh, a Canadian who is working with Truth-Based Athletics. So we're going to learn about his program today and what it can offer and what schools and uh, athletic departments can get out of his program. So Welcome to Chris. Before that, Chris, so I'm going to throw it over to Nick for a quick hello, and then we'll get into our interview with you today. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks. Yeah, and it was good. It was good to see you. You were down in this basement that I'm in right now um, for the night, so you got to see the green walls in person. Um, but no, yeah, it's uh, it's great. We're taking a break from our series uh, about this 910 course because Chris uh, reached out and wrote an email. So. Um, it's great. It's great to get emails from people and and ideas for topics. And this especially because, Chris, you wrote after um, listening to our episode about uh, when we talk about the survey and how that uh, leadership programs and doing more with students and things is a is a desire of international school ADs. And uh, you're experienced in that and have something to to offer and to and to share and and all of us to learn a bit about um, things we can do for leadership in general, right? And uh, that's great. And especially, I was excited to see that you are an uh, international teacher and tons of international experience um, because often, you know, in our world, a lot of the stuff comes out of the U.S. and maybe isn't applicable to our students. But you, you know and have coached students like ours all over the world. So um, thanks for reaching out right off the top and um, welcome. Welcome to the show. Well, well thanks for having me. I, I have been listening to the podcast for a couple, couple of, well, for a year or so now and mm-hmm. Really excited that I, I got the opportunity to, to be a guest. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's great. Well, kick kick us off. I mentioned you have international experience, but uh, start us off by kind of, you know, tell us where you've been, where you worked, who you who you coached. Okay. Well, uh, I guess I started off. I grew up in Canada and uh, did my undergraduate and graduate degree in education out of the East Coast of Canada. I'm from New Brunswick. Um, And from there, I went in the school system. I started coaching uh, just before I finished my degree and looking for a job. And I ended up working with actually a lot of Chinese students at the schools I was working in in New Brunswick because the province had a partnership with uh, some uh, international and Chinese school, uh, a particular owner of schools in China. Um, So I was teaching a lot of Chinese students there and we ended up getting this opportunity to travel to China to teach and that kind of kicked off our international experience. We went for one year and we ended up in the Canadian International School there for about 11 years. <laughs> so uh, not a not a drastically different story from a lot of international sure. teachers, I don't think. Yeah. But uh, then from there, uh, 
we had the opportunity to go to Frankfurt to Germany for the for uh, working with Frankfurt International School. So I taught and coached there for a year for a few uh, four years we were there, and then uh, we had the opportunity to make this move over to Brazil to Brasilia, Brazil. So yeah, that's kind of the the I guess geography of my journey. Yeah. That's great. And we have, uh, so obviously we, Will Moncrief, the AD in, in Frankfurt, we know well, um, but our paths haven't crossed there yet. And uh, just last episode, we had John Powell, who's the AD at your school now on. Um, yeah. But we actually found out we have a connection back in New Brunswick um, from my old colleague, Justin Carnahan. So it's a small world. It is indeed. We Canadians are slowly and politely taking over, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's. Flight. We have one American with us, so Matt, maybe we'll let going. Matt talk a little bit. So go ahead, go ahead. Matt. All right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining us today. And you know, we're interested to hear about your your program and um, what you can bring for it. So maybe a little bit in your your experiences in these roles. Uh, how did it help you kind of come to this this program and develop this? Okay, so I guess, uh, you know, as, as most of us in athletics have, we, we grew up playing lots of different sports. For me, particularly basketball was my passion. So I played, I had the opportunity to play through school. And then in university, I got the opportunity to play one year. I would have liked a little more, but uh, I didn't get a chance to see that level at small colleges. Um, and then I started coaching. Once I moved to China, you know, I had an opportunity to serve as the athletic director there. Um, for that school for four or five years, which, you know, is, is an experience in itself. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and while, also while in Beijing, I got to uh, jump into the basketball community a little bit. I served as a basketball commissioner for the International Schools Athletic Conference there. And in all that time, as, as I'm going through my coaching and my AD and, and those scenarios, I decided I need to, you know, figure out how to do this a little better. So I started my master's degree in coaching and athletics administration mm -hmm. at the University of Concordia at Irvine. Um, sorry, at the Concordia University at Irvine. Mm -hmm. um, and from there, I started mentoring a little bit. But that's kind of like the, the tasks and the jobs that I did. Mm -hmm. uh, within that, my experience was quite varied experience of myself and the experience that I saw the athletes have mm -hmm. um you know some scenarios were really great some scenarios were so-so some situations were uh really not a great experience for for the people involved so um what started to happen for me particularly as a coach is I started getting these results where I wasn't it wasn't fun anymore. You know, we were going through the routines. I had my technical, I had my tactical, I had my physical trainings down. We were going through routines, but we just weren't quite getting what I, what we really wanted out of the experience. Mm -hmm. So uh, I started moving in a different direction. You know, Einstein's quote there, expect the, you know, doing the same thing and expecting a different result. That's, that's a bit of insanity. Right. So I was going a little bit insane for a while. Um, so I had to, had to try something different. So I started shifting more to this focus of how do I make a great experience for not the kids, the parents, the teachers, how, what is it that goes into that portion? Yeah. So yeah. on those lines with, you know, you, you 
you, you felt like you had it all in place, but there was something missing. Is there any examples you can think of? Like what was something maybe that, that happened or took place or maybe didn't happen that kind of clicked that in your head to say, yeah, I got to do something different here. We no, all have I, moments in our professional lives. I think we have to make, we have to be ready to make changes, of course, but you know what, this is, this sounds significant because it led you to help develop a whole program really. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me was I was coaching a group of boys who were, you know, pretty special as far as ability. Um, but they were really struggling on that mental side of performance and commitment and how basically how we're going to treat each other every day. So, you know, we were going, we were beating teams early in seasons and we were having success early, but then when it came down to when things got hard yeah. as a team, everything just sort of crumbled. And that happened to me, I think with that group, like two years in a row, and, and like they were a young group and I was kind of bringing them up through and I was just like, you can't, I can't have this be their high school experience. And I can't, you know, I, I knew that my time at that school was kind of winding down too. I was like, I can't, mm -hmm. I can't be, you know, we've built these programs together. They're, they're such great things, but we got, we got to make a bigger impact yeah. here. And I kind of saw that as an ED too, across different teams, like some one year, this team would be great. And then the next year it would be a totally different dynamic. And, and it was more about just getting that consistency of experience across the board. Right. And that's kind of the starting point, I guess, of, of my failure, I guess. Sure. You know? <laughs> when you realize it, you know, I think I have a, you know, similar, similar situations. I think in our school, we play often against Frankfurt or Munich really early in the year. And they're, they're bigger and, and usually better than us in a lot of sports, just more people and more athletes. And we usually don't do very well at the beginning of the year, but it's a starting point, right? So, yeah, we're not that good right now, but we're working through it. We're going to be a team and we're going to work hard. And then often at the end, end of the season tournaments, our teams rank higher than, than them, you know, and we, you know, not that we're competing directly against them, but we use that as, yeah, we started way down there, but we can't come together and worked hard and, you know, finish on a higher level as a team, right? Not just athletically. Yeah. yeah. And I think every team has a different mental pathway that they got to follow. Right. Like yeah. if you, sometimes, sometimes it's easier to start out with failure and recognize, you know, yeah. have that baseline measure of where you are and where you need to go. Whereas others, if you come out too early, you might just get a little bit too comfortable too early. And then right. it's too late for you to fail and, and learn how to recover from that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How'd it go next for you? You know, you realized you needed to change something, but what was, what was your next steps? Yeah, next steps, I think, you know, like, like I say, I think a lot of this is, you know, thinking about the experience from a bunch of different perspectives because, like, the kids are influenced in so many directions. They're influenced by their parents, their teachers. Where We have a huge influence as coaches and ADs. Um, but I think a lot of it was kind of coming together and creating allies of those people including the players, you know, starting out with what is the experience we want to have, right. you know, so kind of shifting from that outcome focus, you know, you can start with goal setting from outcomes and get down to actions and behaviors, mm -hmm. but we kind of shifted it and we went, okay, well, if this is how everybody makes goals and we're, everybody's getting kind of this result, 
but maybe we want to look at it from the other side and look at it from what experience do we want to have? What behaviors go into that? And what does that say about who we are, our identity piece? Yeah. So it really started, I think, in the goal setting, just shifting our focus from what it is we were really trying to achieve. You know, and, and really at the end of that, what you get is a bunch of happier kids who probably achieve even more in the outcome department. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of where it started. Yeah. So, you know, getting into the curriculum, the curriculum part of truth-based athletics, um, do you want to go into a little detail about that bit? So how do you actually frame it out for folks or what, what, what's the blueprint for your program? Okay. Um, I think, you know, there's kind of two sides of this program living side by side. Um, we call it truth-based for two reasons, really. Number one, uh, the curriculum is kind of focused in those transdisciplinary skills, that, that psych psychological skill development piece mm -hmm. based in agent stage, developmental psychology um, is a big part of it what we're trying to do is create mental frameworks for the kids to mm -hmm. be able to lead essentially. Right? right. So some people call it leadership. Some people call it character, some people, but all those skills that go into it are there. So um, what, what I've done is essentially is I've just done a bunch of research, you know, I, I just basically steal everything and make it into a new form. Um, so what I've done is I've kind of taken a look at sports psychology and the components that, that, are required for somebody to be able to, to build the, those mental frameworks out. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, we've kind of gone through like the neuroscience of learning as well, like a lot of Doug Lemoff, a lot of those uh, brain science uh, chunking kind of ideas. And, and just how does this the research and the science of learning come together to build out this curriculum? Okay. Um, that, that's one side of it is that it's research-based. That's why it's true. The other side of it is that truth is a value. You know, that actually my first iteration of this was called values-based basketball. Okay. But, <laughs> uh, you know, but there was this other side of it that wasn't kind of getting addressed when I just focused in on the, on the values piece. But the values, when you look at, when you look at my mission statement, it says the main purpose of it is to lead with truth. So when we talk about truth, what does that mean? Well, it comes down to respect, recognizing the wants and needs of myself and the people around me and love taking action on that respect, seeing it, we can respect and not take any action and not make any difference in ourselves or our world. So we have to have love to respect for ourselves, for the game of basketball or the game of life or the game of school, yeah. wherever that may land. And uh, love through respect for each other as well. So that's kind of the values piece of that. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I think, does that answer kind of framework the question? Absolutely. And from, from that, you build on, right? So, yeah. So I think like that's it, is I'm kind of building on from two sides of this. Like, how am I expressing this to the kids and the families as a value? Mm -hmm. And how am I informing coaches and, and players and even, even parents and, and educators on the process of how this is done most effectively? Right. Right. And I like even just the, the word truth, you know, to tell the truth. That's what I'm sure most people think about right there is 
but to tell the truth to to yourself you know be honest with yeah. yourself about why you're playing basketball why why you're going to practice yeah so we got time for a little story about yeah. a player kind of on that absolutely that self-awareness yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely so i i used to it's kind of in this when i was in beijing i actually had a few really good teams that i come through and i had this group but i had one kid in it and uh you know, he was kind of a troubled kid, to be honest. Like he came to school and he was angry and it showed in the classroom. And, you know, a lot of the experiences the adults in the place had with him were, were not the best. It was a, a, a lot of confrontation. But uh, this kid, for some reason, decided he was going to be a basketball player. You know, he hadn't had a whole lot of experience in that way, but he decided he wanted to do that. And I, I was kind of the gatekeeper of that. So immediately <laughs> that brought him and me into conflict. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I think part of the thing that he started to realize is that if he really wanted to do this, number one, he had to figure out where he was and he had to put some work in. So he had to start taking care of himself a little better. Mm -hmm. Right. As far as basketball alone. Okay. But then you started seeing that, like he, him coming to the gym, him being there when it was open. You started seeing him kind of show up on class a little bit more on time too, because he's kind of just trying to get the structure in his life. So you see him kind of have start to grow this love through respect for himself versus self-awareness. Okay. I was lucky enough to, to watch this happen. I, I didn't know I was watching it at the time. Sure. It was really hard. But <laughs> then, uh, you know, as he started to want to play the game a little better. He, he realized he had to understand the X's and O's and, and the tactical technical skills and how to do them a little bit more. So you see, he starts to fall in love with love through respect for the game itself, the game of basketball. So he starts putting his work into that and he's starting to see the benefit of that. And then you start to see that pour into his life. He's starting to realize that I got to do this in my school too. And I got to do this, you know, we got to figure out what the rules are. Right. And if I can go along with the rules, I can, I can figure out how to manipulate this to my advantage and to the advantage of the people around me. And then, you know, I got to see this kid, you know, he started falling in love with the game. He started to work hard. The other kids are seeing this. And as we spend more time with him, we just start to realize how hard his life is, you know? So we start pouring into him and serving him. But then you see that come back out the other way, you know? And like, I wonder if some days that's what got him through the day. Uh, then we got to see him, you know, I get, I get messages from this kid all the time now. This is cool. years after he's been graduated. I'm not in Beijing, but I get messages from him all the time, just checking in and saying, Hey, cool. Remember that time we did that? Wasn't it cool? Remember that stupid thing? You know, like it, it was it, like to me that that was kind of the point is I got to see this kid who, you know, having a hard time walk through that and a lot of it i think is where the program came from is watching these kids do these things and you're yeah. like okay that fits my mental framework right now right. they just said or what they did so i get to steal their sound bite you know what i mean and it gets to go in my program so really a lot of it is you know it's kind of what we call construction a constructivist approach in psychology it's like this is what i think we're going to test it out Mm -hmm. And if it's true, then it confirms my theory. If it's wrong, we're throwing it out and we're bringing in a new idea. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of the progress of that story. 
Yeah. That's an awesome story. It's like it's you know that's those connections we make, which is so valuable. And the fact that you can keep in, you, you're still in touch with that kid. Um, yeah. That's or now he's an adult, right? So that's that's uh, that really speaks to the power that the, that you have as an educator and, and as a coach and these connections you make. So that's that's great. Um, so we talked a little bit about how it's helped you as a coach and how it's, how it's impacted a student. Now, taking a step back, looking at a whole program, uh, an athletics program, you know, which is multifaceted, how could truth-based athletics help a program? Okay, well, uh, you know, like, like any complex question, it, it, the answer is it depends. <laughs> yeah. right? like it, it depends on, on, number one, like kind of, program who it is within the program um i think the number one thing is whoever that is whoever's involved they have to want to authentically be there it has to be self-motivated it can't be um you know this is we're offering chris is coming in and we're giving this to all of you it has to be you know who, who wants this who, who who's looking to grow in this way mm-hmm. now i can do i i have come in and i have talked generally about the program to present it and and kind of give some ideas of what direction you might want to take things but really i think the people that are looking for this are really self-motivated in in how they want to build their program um so i guess some ways i've done it is i've had coaches come to me and say hey can you come in and just lead my leadership program Mm -hmm. so we would go in and we would do a session a week with the team and I would collaborate with the coaches before yeah, maybe an hour a week. We talk about kind of what's going on and what's relevant. Mm-hmm. And I could pull a concept based on that, or I could have kind of a canned approach from the start. The first couple of weeks are kind of like establishing goals and routines and, and language. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's like, what, what is needed in this moment? What's a teachable moment? Mm-hmm. Right. So I've done it that way. I've also done it in a way where coaches are ADs, you know, they like what I've built, but they want to make their own. Okay. So they want to build their own framework out top to bottom, starting from their why to their vision, their mission, their standards, uh, their approaches, mm-hmm. and eventually their lessons. So usually what I've done in that case is I've kind of brought my framework forward and I said, these are the highlights of the things. Mm-hmm. This is how my program works. Love it. Take it want to make it your own change yeah you know what i mean and that usually ends up in some collaborative piece that we end up putting together for an athletics handbook or or for their own personal practice right um and i think uh the other side of it is a big part of my master's degree was talking about co-curricular programming rather than uh extracurricular program yeah Absolutely. so what i what i've done with the sports uh, psychology curriculum and the psych skills curriculum that I've kind of built out is to be honest, that runs right alongside with any kind of transdisciplinary uh, curriculum a school might use. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's very easy to translate over. Like I can take those curriculum uh, outcomes that you're looking to have that aren't necessarily intentionally addressed in the day. And I can plug them into my curriculum outcomes and my lessons and say, here's where we meet this side of the curriculum as an athletics department or as a coach or as a team. So those are kind of uh, some of the areas I focused on, or it's just, 
in mentorship, it's just, what do you need right now? Right. You know, so that's part of it. Um, is it, and has it been just all programs or, or like has a team, you know, like, cause you were the varsity basketball coach. So it, is this something that, you know, you could just do with just your one team or do you think it needs, you know, a whole school or a whole program buy-in to really be effective? I, I think the idea is that it would be a, a whole program because I, I think the benefit part of, part of the way I've, I've developed it with my AD hat on is how do I have a kid who plays uh, baseball this season and roll into basketball season next? How do I make that transition have continuity in his experience? You know what I mean? So a lot of the frameworks and a lot of the language that we use, um, you know, we can be working with coaches to make that consistent across the board. Like there are concepts of, you know, you talk about, you know, we can go to Coach K if you're a basketball fan, you know, like the the win, the what's important now, or the, you know, those little sound bites, you know, the fist, five fingers together. You know, what is it that we're, how are we expressing this to kids across the board, the similar concept, right? So I think ideally that it's, it's a big bite off to say it's program wide, but ideally that's the goal. If we can get a coach here and a coach there, um, I think it's easier within like, like I, like I was the basketball coach at FIS and I was traveling with the JV coaches and all that. And just, it, it's a little bit of a natural progression when you're spending that much time with people just yeah. kind of start speaking the same language around certain things. Yeah. And in, right. in our programs, right. We have kids playing three seasons, two seasons, coaches coaching two, three seasons. So, you know, it's a really good opportunity to, and an easy way to take it across a school, yeah. a whole school. Right. And I, think, I think the other benefit of that too, is like, if you have a kid, I know kids are, families are kind of transient in this nature thing but if you have a kid for three years and you coach him two seasons a year right you know by that grade 12 year you can almost take your foot off the gas and start to hand things over to those kids right you can still be driving the steering wheel but they're 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 propelling the the vehicle forward you know what i mean so you can give them a little bit of ownership and responsibility. There. Right. Cause they can't get, they can't start every year and every season at step one of the program right yeah. there, you know, but there's other kids moving in. That's the other side of it too, is we do have like kind of like uh, a coach's council kind of thing where, or sorry, a captain's council mm-hmm. where we coaches spend time interviewing their captains and what's going on, just helping them see you know, that's a lot of it is helping them see what's happening on the team, mm-hmm. what's happening in the locker room. Like I'm never going to be in the locker room and know what's going on. Yeah. Those kids need to, to handle that, but they also need coaching and handling. Yeah. So like that, that's another thing that we do with teams and athletes is like independent interviews and check-ins and those sorts of things within the team. But I mean, leadership is something that, you know, it's, it's really complex and, Kids need to need support and coming to understand what it means to me. Talk a little bit about also, um, or maybe you can talk a little about your experience in working with the co-curricular programs. Uh, I think you mentioned you work with the robotics program and how, how, how was it, was TBA able to help out with that? Well, yeah, that was kind of a, a really interesting uh, 
task for me because it, it's actually a colleague of mine, Vaf Anderson. He's at FIS. He's, he's a really neat guy. He's, he's, uh, so he started this robotics program while at the same time he's inheriting this kind of gaming club. And he ends up deciding that he wants to build these out. So he starts finding competitions and things for the kids to get involved in rather than it just being a club. He wants, mm -hmm. he wants them to have something to strive to, something to, to, to work toward, you know, kind of like we do in athletics. But uh, in the process, he kind of came to me, he said, you know what, I want to build my framework out. He, like, he, he kind of saw some of the things I was doing. And he said, I, I'm interested in having you not come in, but just help me build it out, help me get those concepts and address things when they need to be addressed. So, so we kind of set up a time, uh, one hour every week, where we just kind of sat down. First thing I did is I just laid out that pyramid of my why, my vision, my mission, my standards, and, and how I built it out. Mm -hmm. And then what we did from there is... He once he understood the language around it, he could kind of just pinpoint a place on that map of what he needed at that time. He said, I'm looking for something here. You might not know what it is, but when he, we start talking about it, you know, we get to translate, you know, we get to translate what it is we're talking about. So it's the yeah. same thing, right? So a lot of that work, I mean, I, I gotta give him credit because he drove a lot of that and I did a lot of learning and construction of. Mm -hmm is this true? I get to test it here, right? What do you think about this? And then Bob is giving me ideas of, you know what? I didn't, I like, I liked your concept there, but this is how I would teach it. I'm like, well, that's now how I teach it. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a bit of a collaborative sure. uh, kind of scenario with that. And I thought that was really neat. He ended up having, they did some cool things in the pandemic. They had some, if you're, if you're into gaming and you want to have an esport club, you should reach out to this guy. But uh, yeah, that, that was kind of the, the background on that. And I thought that was, that was a great experience for me and I hope it helped him. Well, that's great. And he was, you mentioned before the person in charge or whatever the team of the program needs to be into it. They need to want it. And yeah. so clearly he was, he was into it because he was, you know, learning with you and adapting for his, yeah. his needs. Right. And I can yeah, see how this could transform, you know, be transferable to all kinds of programs, even, for example, community service programs, which are a big part of our student life program here in Budapest. So I think taking this framework and applying it to any of your curricular programs would work because you know, we're all yeah. we want to develop leadership in those programs too. And kids have a chance to, um, you know, do something that's passionate to them or something that's important or they really like, and they get these other skills along the way. It's such a great benefit. And in the end, your school community will benefit from it as well because you know, it's going to make us all look great. And if it's a community-based project or club or initiative, then uh, and they've got those skills to take along with them, I think everybody's going to shine from it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the idea is that it's like, I, I use it in my classroom. Yeah. I mean, like when it's, it's about performance, right? And every, everything we do is about relationships and performance. So how do we how do we manage stress or stress and anxiety in a way that benefits us? Right. right? We mentioned teams and and uh, now well robotics teams or esports teams and and you just you just said said the classroom you use it in your classroom. So is truth TBA for everybody or who who's it for who who can you nail that uh, down or is it is it I, who's it for I yeah. think it's 
You know, it's for anyone who wants more for the people that they serve and more from them. You know what I mean? Like I talk a lot about the psych skills and leadership side of it. That doesn't negate the technical, the tactical, the the disciplinary skills. Mm -hmm. But we need to think about these disciplines, the discipline of basketball as a context, which we can teach these skills, these leadership skills. So really it's for anyone who's looking to raise the bar a little bit for themselves and for others, right? Anybody who wants to, to provide a solid foundation of leadership, you know, a lot of it is translating concepts, right? You know, there's multiple ways that you can define a concept, multiple words you can use. The power in uh, is us coming to decide what that is together. How are we defining? Um, you know, so, so in doing that, we take that context and we prepare them not only for today and tomorrow, but for being a husband and a, or a wife or being an employee or right. even just being a better family member. You know what I mean? These things that go on in their lives be a long time beyond that situation or, or, or that season. Right. Um, I think, you know, for me, it's kind of like that story of my student who, who progressed right through through our value system you know it, it's about impacting it's for the coach or the person who wants to impact the character of the people around right right when we can impact and, and transform you know we talk about transformational leadership mm-hmm. where we can help transform kids into people of character then they transform the people around right you know for me that's that's more than being significant in a person's life. That that's a legacy. I've impacted right. well yeah, beyond exactly. that one relationship. I mean, we get we get to make a lot of relationships when we're coaching and teaching kids. You know, I got 20 kids sitting in front of me for this class. I got 15 for practice. You know, we, we can't be that person for everybody, but if we're more aware, we can be it for more people. And then we can have those people be that for the people in their lives beyond that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess that's who it's for. Yeah. We're not coaching in uh, you know, pro athletes. I mean, some of us are. There are some, but you know, we're coaching kids to love sports and and to take these great things they learn in sports into every part of their life, right? So, yeah, any leadership stuff is life applicable in your life, right? Yeah. I also think like that those those sports things or those disciplinary things are really important to have developed and and be effective in giving but it's just just remember it's it's the purpose of it is to show us your character and then we get to teach you about it right right yeah so it's a raising of the standard it's not a not a ignoring of any anything else it's just an, the next step for a lot of people well chris one thing that i, I do with my middle school group is is talk about it's it's athletic based our program but we're we're going to talk about life school how to improve and be a leader in the classroom um and i think that just works right in what the school should be teaching and is in a lot of our mission so i think what do you think about leadership in that overall school-wide framework yeah i think i think that was that was also a place where i went early on because you know when you talk about especially in international schools, when you talk about an athletics program, it's in service to the school, right? So, 
one of the places I went is I went to school mission statements and, and mm -hmm. value statements. And, you know, in, in kind of comparing them, this is something I'll do with coaches sometimes in workshops is just, just compare them. And, and if you could translate those, if we could figure out what all those things said together, what would they say? And I try to, you know, you kind of lead the horse to water a lot of the time with kids and anytime you're working with people. But I mean, basically for me, it comes down to schools are trying to create transformational experiences for people to learn how to lead. Right. Right. So yeah, they're teaching all these other disciplinary skills, but across the board is this leadership piece. So I think uh, a big part of that for me was our purpose here is leadership. We're a leadership program first. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, in the context of sport, but then also what does that mean? What does it mean to lead, to be a leader, right? Like this is a really complex topic or concept it's actually a number of concepts right so a lot of the time we'll start the year off with the kids and just ask them now what what do you think what what are the behaviors what are the characteristics of someone who's a really great leader and we'll just put them up well they'll tell us all kinds of things they usually always go to learn profile eventually and we get those up there too um but we get all kinds of characteristics and then i just ask them which one's the most important right and the answer as always is it depends yeah. right yeah. so i actually uh came across this in in my studies of psychology and sport in my master's i'm reading the sports psychology book and i'm having these conversations with kids and there it is right in front of me right. Con sure. the definition of concentration do the right thing at the right time in the right way right, right? Yeah. that's what leadership is leadership is concentration being aware of what's happening okay that again that's that uh respect piece mm -hmm. and then acting on that's that love piece right so the thing is when you dive into the right things and doing it at the right time and in the right way there's a lot that goes into each of those there's a lot of actual psychological theory and approaches and things that go into uh you know the right things are basically building out your curriculum these are the things these are the outcome goals right these are the, the the experiential goals for us what's the right time to do it well that has to do a lot with uh the psychology of learning right chunking information are you seeing what i'm seeing mm -hmm. your approach is that we doug lemov would say iterate automate or iterate translate automate okay. right so how do we how do we create that situation to recognize that situation how do we explain or, or translate what it is we're actually seeing and then how do we automate that skill so that we can chunk it and be more efficient at it right and if we look at the right way that that comes down to you know the relationship piece the transformational piece you know when we talk if you go into transformational leadership theory it's kind of as a teacher it's kind of great to read because it's confirming everything we talk about like there's six transformational behaviors and they go right along with what we know about approaches to teaching like individualization creating a common vision mm -hmm. uh making sure things are challenging in the right way you know there are six behaviors there that can really guide all of our behaviors needs so i think you know if you look at leadership as concentration right thing right time right way pretty much all of my program falls in wow. Wow. yeah get the kids to the right spot so they do the right things in the yeah. right time in the right way
Well, and, and, and when things go wrong, is yeah. one or all of those. Yeah. You did the right, wrong thing at the wrong time yeah. and you did it in the wrong way yeah. or you did one of those wrong, yeah. right? And when you have that language with the kids, you're like, what went wrong? It's like, wrong time. Yeah. You know, or they'll, you know, it, it's kind of fun to have those conversations and have them realize, oh, wait, I, I did something I shouldn't have done outside at recess. And now I'm talking about my leadership program after school with Mr. McCollum because he's on me do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. Just, and then that's that language being pulled out across into the different contexts of the school, the different situations. Yeah. And reflecting on it, right? That's that's what yeah. you had mentioned. It's, that's a huge piece of, piece of it for leadership too, is being able to reflect on what we talked about earlier, making those mistakes, knew- moving on, listening to people and, and also your style. What's your leadership style? And how does that tie in with these these concepts, right? Things, right time, right place. So, absolutely. I usually I usually preface it by by ce- I'm celebrating your failure right now. Conversation. <laughs> 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 That's good. Yeah. Remember that one tomorrow. <laughs> A daily back occurrence. In class, back in the class starting, so I'm teaching some PE, middle school PE this year. And <laughs> oh yeah. I'm definitely gonna be using that one in the coming days. Yeah. We're just celebrating you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other one I use a lot is I'm not angry, I'm disciplined. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can have it or I can give it to you. What do you want? <laughs> Coach Evaluator is the premier coach evaluation software for schools and athletic organizations and preferred coach evaluation solution of the NIAAA and the Positive Coaching Alliance. The system is completely customizable with an always growing evaluation template library for athletic directors to reference. There are not only evaluations for ADs to use, but also self-evaluations and parent player evaluations of coaches. Learn more about digitizing and simplifying your coach evaluation process by visiting www.coachevaluator.com. Mention Globetrotten ADs to receive a $200 discount on the yearly rate. Cookery are a global multi-sport clothing brand specializing in providing the world's most prestigious schools with bespoke made and designed team uniforms for students of all standards and abilities. If you are frustrated by inconsistent colors, branding, costs, and sizing across your school's uniforms, then it's time to discuss an offering where every sport is available from softball to soccer for male and female athletes at rates to suit your budget. To find out how Cookery could elevate the apparel of your student athletes to a professional level, email the team at contact at cookerysports.com. A dedicated sales manager will offer you a quote today. Mention this ad and receive a special offer on your coach or PE staff order. Is there anything else you feel that ADs or coaches need to know about um, truth-based athletics or leadership or any, any final thoughts you want to wrap up with? Yeah, I think, I think we talked about earlier, like where, where was this born from? And I think a lot of it was my failure. You know what I mean? And, and we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, Nick, you're talking about your team. Sometimes they start off with failure. Right. Right off of that. Like we, we talk, one of, one of the sound bites or the things that we talk about with kids, especially early in the season is we want to make sure 
that we fail early, we fail often, we fail big, we fail forward, and we fail together, right? right? right. Earlier we can do that and we can get those things. And, and, you know, just another one, like Tuckman's model of group develop, form, storm, norm, perform, hopefully, eventually, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's like all of this is, is about failing with each other and failing, failing each other, you know, having those struggles, having those collisions, having those conflicts. And I mean, if you think about a game, a game is a, a, a pretty stupid thing, to be honest. It's this, mm-hmm. you know, I think the best definition I've ever heard is uh, the common acceptance of unnecessary obstacles. Okay. You know, yeah. that, that's a pretty stupid thing, but what it does nice. is it, pre- it creates this environment that allows us to fail. That's the purpose, right? right? And to have conflict and resolve it. Um, when I think about culture, particularly in relationships, I think, you know, it's necessary to have conflict and fail each other. What yeah. when something good comes out of it, it comes out of mending that relationship. Yeah. I mean, so I, th- I think that's the point is, is don't be intimidated by leadership. It's not about being perfect. It's actually about saying I'm not perfect and I'm sorry. And this is how I'm going to change or helping kids along that path. Sure, because there's always, you're always going to have situations in a leadership role where you, there's going to be things you don't know. You don't know yeah. what you don't know, right? Yeah. I would say. And you got to learn from those situations. Or if you make a mistake, like, what did you, how can you learn from that to improve and move on? And next time that comes around to correct it or do something different. And that comes from those relationships that you have to build with your coaches and your staff or your colleagues and making sure that. Yeah, you can you can have those open conversations and be frank, but you know, respectful and <laughs> professional, of course. But uh, to go forward from it as well, absolutely. Which isn't always easy. No, that's a whole. You can put yourself out there and say you messed up, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Well, we mentioned the we mentioned your program. We talked about yet some of the things. We not once have we mentioned the website or what anyone listening or anyone who wants more info can do. So we definitely have to do that. So, Chris, can you any any AD coach, person, parent, student listening uh, that wants wants some more info or some next steps? What should they do? Uh, well, if you go to the website, it's just truthbasedathletics.com. Um, all my handles are there. My Twitter, I think my Twitter's like Chris McCullum 144. I was the 144th, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think that's the number, but, uh, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, those are there. Yeah. I'm not as active as I should be there, but if you want to hit me with an email from, uh, the website, um, I think it's Chris, Chris McCullum at truth based hoops was the, the thing, but it's all, it's all on the website there. Right. Um, it is, uh, it, it is a work in progress as with anything, you know, I'm failing, I'm, I'm <laughs> constructing, I'm doing all these things with the website, but I think uh, if they go there, that's probably the best place to, yeah. to get any info or connect with me. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a, it's a pretty slick website. It looks yeah. good. Well done. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm, 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 it's been, it's been a long time in the making. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great. No. And we'll, we'll have the link down in uh, below in the description as well and, and send some out. So I hope, uh, I hope some people reach out. If not, just just go and and see some of the things that are that are there because there's some some more info. Of course, um, yeah. we didn't get we didn't get to everything, so there's some more stuff there. And um, yeah, 
Yeah, it was great. Great. Um, even if no one wants to take anything further, I think there's some good nuggets from our conversation today about about leadership yeah. and in general and just how important it is, right? And and how you know it's it's almost crazy not to do these things, similar things with our with our teams and our athletes and coaches, right? That's right. Yeah. So you know, one of the well, last but not least, we always like to do a little uh, location spotlight, just a brief little you know overview of where you are, where you're living, something cool about your area of Brazil and, um, you know, something good to eat, something good to see, good to drink, something that's experiential. So, uh, give us a little taste. Oh man. I mean, I'm, I'm in South America and the capital, Brasilia, Brazil. Uh, I mean, the food is, you know, you gotta go for some Grasco, get some picanha and those things. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. The best I've had is usually, usually in someone who's invited me over to for dinner and they, they put something on the grill and I just say, how'd you do that? You got to show me, you know, so, uh, that, and, uh, what's the drink here? My wife, my wife loves them there. There's a special, oh God, can't think of it. How terrible is that? Um, but I'll, I'll be honest. I'm more of a, a craft beer guy and, and the craft beer scene here is pretty legit. Oh, so I didn't expect I that. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you don't get you don't get quite the west coast ipa that i that mm-hmm. i like but they have a lot of variety so i, I get to try some new things oh that's cool yeah. yeah i don't think we had someone from brazil mention beer um uh, craft beer before john said cold beer he had a name for uh Gelada there you go that's what john, yeah, yeah. john said yeah. that's the first the first thing i learned um <laughs> yeah as far as travel, uh, we haven't had much of an opportunity to travel yet. We've been here a couple months, uh, but we're actually off to Rio for the coming break. So we're excited about that. And then, I mean, we've traveled to some local waterfalls that that's the nature around Brazilia particularly cool. is pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, great. I mean, yeah, you said you've only been there short, so you got more to explore, but that's uh, pretty good so far. Okay, Chris, just I want to say thanks again for joining us. Uh, always good to talk about these topics and your your program sounds great. And if anybody's interested out there, check out the website. We'll, we'll link it in as well on, on our website and to the, uh, the podcast. So thanks again for joining us and just want to wish you all the best and uh, have a safe year and hope everything settles in quite nicely in your, your new role there. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Until next week, this has been another episode of the Globetrotten ADs.